Ceiling Breakers is where we showcase everyday women doing extraordinary things. It's where we pull out the unspoken stories that validate our experiences and unifies us as women. Join us as we defy the narrative and highlight Wichita women as non-conforming, patriarchy-shattering, ceiling-breaking leaders who empower us to own our stories and live our dreams. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ceiling Breakers this fine Wednesday morning. Yeah. I am here again with Stacy this morning, and I'll yeah. let her introduce our guest. Yeah. We're so excited to welcome Adrian Kentikule from Adrian K Photography. And Adrian's a friend of mine. We met at Girl Scouts, so we go way back. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Cool. So if you guys haven't checked out our photography, we've been sharing links. It's amazing. I could just stare at it all day. It's a very unique style. And we'll get into all that, but we always like to start off with, um, you kind of tell us a little bit about your background and um, whatever you want to share just about you. We like to learn about, yeah. about you. Um, I am, well, a photographer. I am married obviously, to a man from Africa. That's where the Cantu Kool-Aid comes from. Um, I have four beautiful children, and they are ranging in age from 13 to 3. So I have a very, very broad um, amount of information on uh, children. Actually, that's not true. I don't know what I'm doing any day of the week. So um, I'm a mom ambassador for the Wichita Moms Blog. I am... um, part of the junior league. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of volunteer for photography as well. Um, I am a part of found families, which is, um, a, a nonprofit that provides, uh, photography services to people who are adopting. So oh, I've done cool. some really cool projects with that. Um, Very nice. from birth to actually photographing in a courthouse. So very nice. cool stuff. Very fun. Um, but in a nutshell, that's who I am. I mean, I'm I'm not anything <laughs> exciting. Wow. She's not a bragger. I will say this. Yeah. Uh, the joke was when we so there was like three or four of us that would always have meet, staff meetings. We worked in the program department mm-hmm. at Girl Scouts, and um, I think we did like all these you know, the disc analysis, all these personality traits, and whatever it was, it was like a couple of us were the high D, the dominant, mm-hmm. and then Adrian was not. <laughs> and so she had a little sign that, you know, we'd all get to talking and arguing or whatever, you know, get figuring things out. Um, she would just hold up a little sign that's like, <laughs> I think it said, listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> Because we would just like overlook her as what happens. Well, yeah. very dominant personalities against mine, and I am I'm I'm very outgoing, okay, sure, um, sure. but I am not a high D. I, I no. am I'm a high I. So yeah, but yes, but I think about that all the time whenever I'm I'm in a group, you know, because we're like we said we like she said we're in junior league, we're in all these you know groups, and you have you work with different groups of of women and people. And yeah, when you're in, a, and I think about that all the time, when there's a, there's a more quiet person that just maybe is going to wait, kind of listen mm-hmm. and you know, that you're not giving them a chance to talk. And I'm just like, it's <laughs> 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 we need to have signs in every meeting. I know. <laughs> Everybody gets, I've gotten better. I, I think that that actually helped me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Being with a group of very, yeah. very dominant, pushes <laughs> domineering. You. Pushes you out of your you Well, we all need bit. different personalities. So it's the yes. thing. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not good or bad, but I That's just, right. I think about that a lot. Cause you did, you did listen more. And when, the, and when we're just like all wanting our you know, talking louder for our opinions to be heard. <laughs> talking like, over we needed Adrian to be there to like, yeah, just take it in and, and, and process it. And so, 
yeah, good times. Um, yeah. So how did and photography, I know there's a, there's a lot of photographers here at the hive. There's a lot of, uh, seems like a lot of female photographers, mm-hmm. um, all around in Wichita and they're all great. How did you get into photography and yeah. specifically get into the style of photography? Cause it's very, it's, I feel like mm-hmm. it's very different. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely different. Um, I am a storyteller, storytelling photographer. Um, that's what I like to hang my hat on more because there are all these photography terms that are out there. Um, lifestyle and documentary, those are, I mean, that's really more where I fall. Um, documentary is when you don't change anything in an environment. Um, you don't do any alterations in Photoshop. Um, it is literally going out and taking photos of life. Um, and then lifestyle is when you might coach people to do things that are real life, but you're still doing a little bit pose of posing. You sure. might move a ketchup bottle off a table, sure. yeah. you know, move a lamp or turn off a light. Um, mm-hmm. If you do any of those pieces, you're not a doc- documentary photographer. So yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't call myself that, yeah, sure. um, but I would sure. say that I lean more towards that side. Um, however, I also like to make my photography very artistic. So mm-hmm. I like to enhance sunsets and I like to um, do a lot more on the editing side. Sure. Um, editing is kind of my therapy mm-hmm. and Um, I love going out and shooting and being with people, but at the end of the day, going and creating magic is Mm -hmm. really what it's all about. Yeah. So, um, and there's this group called the, um, clickin' moms that I discovered when I first started photography two years ago. Okay. So I guess I should jump back too, because, um, (laughs) I took my first photography course in seventh grade and we, well, the summer after my seventh grade year, and I fell in love with photography. Um, yeah. I was told at a very young age that um, it's not a profession. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't <laughs> follow that um, mm-hmm. passion mm-hmm. into adulthood because it wasn't, it's not a guarantee. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. It is a profession that is very competitive. Um, the digital age has changed things yeah. drastically. Sure. Um, so I, you know, went on to get my business degree, um, but I took a long time trying to figure that out too, because it's never something I was really passionate about. Mm-hmm. I actually have a degree in organizational management and leadership, which does help me mm-hmm. in running a business yeah. Um, yeah. per se, for sure. But, um, but definitely I didn't do any schooling in photography. So um, I went to the corporate world and, and realized after a short time that um, it just wasn't for me that I really wanted to get back to my passion. I wanted to be home with my kids. Um, I didn't want to miss those young years because they are only here for so long and then they're gone. Um, so I decided to leave and start my own business. Um, and click in moms. Um, if you ever look it up, it's, I mean, the, the majority of the really well-known photographers in the, within the group, um, they are very much more the style that I shoot. Mm. Um, we don't have very many of them here in Wichita, but they mm-hmm. are, they're vast mm-hmm. out there. Gotcha. Um, and they, that is really what led me in that direction. I think I've always felt better about shooting in that way. I mm-hmm. feel like capturing genuine moments are always the, they're the photos that I love yeah. from my own childhood. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I just found a bunch of photos and scanned them mm-hmm. so I can do a blog on, you know, these are my favorite photos from yeah. when I was a child. Yeah. And these are my favorite photos from when my my mom was a child. So mm-hmm. I, if I look back, 
we've been doing that style of photography throughout my entire, I mean, three generations now. So, so I think it just comes naturally. That's unique because I feel like the rest of us were just like the Sears, like, you know, like whatever, (laughs) like that's, that's all you had. That's all you had or like, uh-huh. you know, or whatever. Well, and it's not just that. It's yeah. the memory of photography. Yeah. So I, yeah. I love that I get to go and play with my families and yeah. my families don't have these awful memories right. of what it is to go to a yeah. family photo shoot. So to sit in the perfect yeah, and forever. you know, your mom, your mom is giving you dagger yeah, eyes, exactly. like, like one the quarter of her eye. And, and, yeah. And you have these like weird props you that have, you're like holding, or you, know, you remember had to sit your arm on yeah. the box with like the fur thing over it, the yeah. velvet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my beautiful. God. It's my beautiful. mom, like in, the, in my back, just like squeezing uh-huh. really hard, uh-huh. like, smiling and just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, Well, and that's what we all remember when you look at those photos. Yes. Yeah. So it's like for me, why would we do that? And I right. do, I do post photos in all of my family sessions, but they're yeah. very short. It's yeah. like yeah. 30 seconds to, okay, get together and post real fast sure. and then move sure. on. Let's go play. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you decided cool. to focus on families. You did like some birth. I still do birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, so how did you get into that? Um, well, my I've always been a follower of birth photography because mm-hmm. I have a love of photography. Then sure. when birth photography came out, so I am I am a little obsessed with birth. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. like I really love birth. Yeah. Um, I am one of those crazies who had my kids, both of my kids, out of a hospital with a midwife. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't call my, myself crazy because it really no. it's becoming so common. <laughs> it is, it really and is. it isn't crazy because right. it was beautiful for me. I right. think all birth is beautiful. I mm-hmm. I've never felt so empowered and so strong in mm-hmm. my entire life. My first sure. birth, my labor lasted 29 and a half hours mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was not easy. It was yeah. very difficult, but I, I felt like superwoman sure. after he was born. Mm-hmm. And my sister had, um, she, she did home births, um, after hospital. So I got to mm-hmm. experience for her all yeah. of that. Sure. And mm-hmm. so, um, I also photographed two of her births. Mm. Um, and it was just because it was, I love photography. Um, so I just did it for her. Uh Um, and then when I decided to go into photography, I decided that I also wanted to offer birth. I don't do very many births because Mm -hmm. it is a big commitment. Sure. Um, and And not everybody probably wants that kind of (laughs) <laughs> no, right. no, and you get it's yeah. it's really funny. You Specific get like people. that, yeah, very vast, um, yeah, answer. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's either <laughs> no, <laughs> I do not want that at all, right? All the way to oh my gosh, that's so beautiful, that's so cool, right? So, and it doesn't matter where you fall on that. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone is going to hire a wedding photographer. Not everyone will hire a birth <laughs> <Yeah>. photographer. <laughs> Yeah, but it's becoming more, more and more common for sure. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. well, I love following, like I said, it's Adrian K photography. And when you follow, um, it's Facebook and Instagram. And like I said, I just spend time on Instagram because it's a lot of photos of our kids and they're just beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't know, so real. And it's, it's like darker, not super bright. Um, it's just a really cool, cool thing. And one thing that, um, Adrian came to me about a year ago and was like, I'm kind of interested in getting into, um, like corporate photos or something, which I think would be great because it's just the style is just so different from mm-hmm. the, the corporate photos right. that I think everybody gets. And so sure. she had Adrian do some photos for the gnome 
And so we've shared them. A lot of them are on our website now. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, you have credit on there. Um, <laughs> I, know I like have it up there. I'm like, I get so weird about that, like not giving people credit, you know, because it's like, I feel like our today's world where art's everywhere mm-hmm. and, we're, and I'm like, oh gosh, are we tagging in all the people on things? Right. And so, yeah, so a lot of our website photos that you did and it was just so fun. It was just us like, and you said like you didn't move, you know, moving the ketchup bottle, like might've moved a few things, but everything mm-hmm. was so natural yeah. and it was so much fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even the ones you did that were more, they weren't like headshots, but more like, um, kind of the headshot feel. We're still really like relaxed. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just so much fun. Right. Yeah. We loved That's it. Awesome. it was the fun. staff loved them. Cause I know the staff is not into like, let's do like, I make them <laughs> yeah. take photos all yeah. the time. And videos. Knowing and your stuff. Like I do. Um, I can't imagine. They, lo- they loved it. So definitely <laughs> yeah. want to do more of that. So if you're looking for mm-hmm. something new in your corporate environment or you have a sure. small business, um, it was just a lot of fun because I think sometimes that's intimidating for people or they're mm-hmm. like, I don't want to have some photographer come in and have us like be all weird. And, yeah. um, you know, some of us like taking pictures and videos more than others. So I just, it was really relaxing. It was really fun. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, we'll keep sharing those. Maybe I'll sure. share one, share one soon again. Cause I think it's been a while to yeah. make sure everybody, everybody <laughs> sees, sees it. it. I think yeah. our, our, um, yeah, our cover photo on Facebook is one of your photos too. We're mm-hmm. all sitting on the patio. So definitely check that out and we can, we can share those. So I should share the pictures yeah. that I have and not try to share your pictures that I don't have permission to share. <laughs> so I'm like, can I share the picture of you? Um, <laughs> too funny. Well, it's funny yeah. too that you mentioned, um, taking your first photography class, um, in seventh grade. So was that a, um, actual film and yes. then going through the process? Because yes. so I, this, my, my background and my story is in high school, I was a photographer. And so I had a little Pentax K1000 mm-hmm. and did the dark room and mm-hmm. processed my own negatives and film and stuff. And I went to college um, for journalism and specifically wanted to be a photojournalist. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I tell the story a lot about how things got mm-hmm. switched around and I became a social worker and that's what I've done. Um, so I still have my little Pentax K1000. Mm-hmm. And I still remember when digital cameras started becoming big and then photographers really started picking up digital cameras. And it's really been within just, gosh, the last maybe two years that I finally got myself a digital camera and have been learning to do mm-hmm. digital after all those years right. and experience of working on a manual camera. Yeah. <laughs> and because it was so intimidating to me, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, just like anything else, I was just so um, comfortable and loved and spent so many years learning my mm-hmm. manual camera that like <laughs> I wanted to hold on to that. Um, and so I'm just curious, like your um, perspective from going from the, you know, the manual use camera to digital camera. And obviously there's so many more things you can do. And I'm just now learning like oh, all yeah. of the things with digital um, that I didn't have with manual, but I still have, you know, that a lot of nostalgia. Right. Right. A lot of it Mm -hmm. is though the same. I mean, you know, you've got your manual settings and all of it is very similar in that sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a a lot more you can do with it. I mean, talk about Photoshop and and shooting and raw Mm -hmm. and being able to really manipulate your photos. Mm -hmm. Um, those things are so great. Um, the thing that has hurt the photography world more than anything about moving digital is just that there are so many of us out there. Um, the market is really saturated. And then not Mm -hmm. only that, um, people, I mean, the price has dropped. So the market is saturated and prices dropped because it used to be you had to 
purchase oh my gosh, all of yeah. the photos. Yes. Yeah. And now it's yeah. like everybody's like, I want the entire album of digitals uh-huh. for fifty dollars. <laughs> and people are out there and they'll or sell they that. Just, and they they, sell it. they yep. just take them and don't realize mm-hmm. that you know, and they're not not giving credit. And then everybody mm-hmm. just thinks they're a photographer now, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. I was all, gonna say now that all, the cell phones have gotten. Yeah. <laughs> we're all just well, these, and it's. And that's kind of the beauty of it. And mm-hmm. I always encourage people because, I mean, you can hire me for a photo shoot mm-hmm. um, and I will do all of the things. Right. But <laughs> it is really important to document your life. Yeah. So it is amazing that we have all of that technology available to us. Sure. However, the thing that has been so sad to see is that nobody prints anymore. Yeah. So I know. I mean, I offer printing. Mm-hmm. I very rarely have people yeah. That say, yeah, I want prints. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it is it I know it is really sad. So we it's all have sad. these hard drives full yeah. of beautiful photos. photos. I know. Yeah. I miss looking through photo albums. And it's like my parents mm-hmm. just cannot wrap their head around it. Like my nieces growing up, they're just yeah. like where or they would get you know, they would mm-hmm. finally print them like a year later after uh-huh. they have family mm-hmm. photos. And it's yeah. like, you know, we might get a school picture because they still, yeah. you know, it's yeah. they still do that. Yeah. But it's just like She's like, how? Why do we even take these pictures if no one's ever going to print them? And I'm like, I know. It's just, it is and true. You could lose them so easily. Yeah, I mean, there's just. I mean, it's nice. It's nice to be able and... to have them on something, but it's like, how often are you really going through them? And, yeah. and things like Instagram are nice to be able to kind of archive yes. and go mm-hmm. through. And, mm-hmm. and I definitely think it's yeah. But I I uh, I enjoy taking pictures, but I would never. Uh, usually just use my phone and I would never like say like I'm a photographer or so yeah. <laughs> we need to we need to remember that Differentiate. people are uh, uh trained in that yes. be, that's why right. like Renee take a good picture <laughs> she knows how to do it and I think that's that's important that you know we're not we can all be our own brand ambassadors and we can archive our lives and we can mm-hmm. tell our stories but like we don't need to get like <laughs> too cocky yeah. about, right. about who we are and what our skills right, are right? right because right. it's still an art and we don't definitely don't want photography to become some kind of lost art where mm-hmm. we just all like well, we can just take our own selfies because that's yeah. it's not the same there's a place yeah. for that but yeah I well, my 13 year old in school now is taking a photography class and I've been super oh, curious cool. to hear more about it and learn about it because it's so different than the photography class that yeah took my 12 year old middle school and high well, school he's yeah. 13 now um, he took it last so, took one last year I'm it was super curious thing. but I love I love that it's still a thing like they're still teaching yeah, photography teaching. and good. still doing it but mm-hmm. I asked her I was like so you guys are using digital cameras I'm assuming and she's like yeah and, and there's a part of me that's like oh <laughs> like I, I think it'd be right so way. cool if they could yeah start off with the manual and doing the darkroom and mm-hmm. learning that process because that was just so mm-hmm. cool and so important it, in yes. shaping you know everything that I know about photography well and, and taking your lighting. time yeah because I think that's mm-hmm. the other part of it that's yes. changed so much is yes. that when you had you had film mm-hmm. so and that roll of film was not cheap <laughs> and then to yes. have yes. it processed and mm-hmm. developed and all of that yeah. printed and that was not cheap either. Right. So it was like you had very intentional yes. photos mm-hmm. and d- digital has <laughs> changed that. Now, so mm-hmm. my thing is I, I do shoot very, very intentionally, mm-hmm. um, but I shoot everything. I mean, I brought my camera today because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was yeah. at a mom's blog event. So, yeah. I mean, if I... Mm-hmm. I'm out in the world and I'm with my kids and I don't have my camera. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, not even just that. It's like, I'll yeah. see the most beautiful moment. And it's yeah. like, I want to capture that. Yeah. And even my kids went swimming with my aunt who they call Nana mm-hmm. um, a couple weeks ago. 
she had them, she babysat for us. Mm -hmm. And, um, when, when they got there, they were like, Nana, where's the GoPro? (laughs) 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 Well, we don't go swimming without the GoPro. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, do I need, are you taking pictures of us right now? Get ready. Yeah. But it's really beautiful too, because my kids love having their photos taken, which Mm -hmm. is, not sure. the what most photographers would say. And right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times I see these mm-hmm. memes about photographers' children. Yeah. And it, it's like, I don't get that at all. But I think that's, that's part of my, it's part of my style that, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, to them, it's just part of their life. Yeah. You yeah. make it, it doesn't yeah, you make it easy. Yeah. You make it's it, not it's not disruptive. as rigid, you know, like hold still. You yeah. know, we heard that a lot. Look at me hold still. <laughs> yeah. So they just get to be themselves and they just get to be kids. And the pictures of your daughter are just so beautiful. We've shared some on our, um, I think our Instagram and, uh, she's just like a little superwoman. So um, she is, she is. Yeah. And you know, um, She's kind of famous, right? She was on. She is. <laughs> Tell she us was... about that. <laughs> so my daughter is Frankie Cantu Kule. She is um, the youngest Target employee. So um, <laughs> we go to the zoo. Well, we Liam went to preschool at the zoo for the last two years. So when it was a yucky day outside and there was nothing else to do, what else do you do? You go to yeah. Target. <laughs> So Target is mommy's happy place, and now it's Frankie's happy place. But along the way, we befriended many of the staff, and now her best friends are Vassie, Alex, and Joni, and they work at Target. And um, and uh, I don't know. At some point, Joni decided that she needed to have her own name tag. They Mm -hmm. they were giving her just the stickers, you know when you're a new employee there before you get your name tag ordered, they have the sticker where you can write your name on it. So Alex was giving her those every time we came in. And then Joni saw that and went, I think she needs her own name tag. So they ordered her a name tag. So she has her own, own target name tag. And then around Christmas time last year, Alex came up with this giant pink and sparkly bag um, with a card inside and it, the card it's like sparkly, like <laughs> just pink and sparkles. And yeah. it says you were amazing. And then mm-hmm. it was, um, it was a welcome to the team. Oh, card. It's so cute. <laughs> so cute. And then, um, so cute. and they bought, or he bought her, her mm-hmm. first uniform, target uniform, <laughs> a little khaki skirt and a red sweater. So oh my gosh. I started documenting that. Yeah. And along the way, uh-huh. the Wichita Eagle picked it up sure. and, um, they did a story on it oh, and the fun. Eagle made the front page yeah. of the Sunday paper. And then, nice. Um, Access Hollywood called us. Yeah, two nice. days later. So that's crazy. Hilarious. You know. So I and she's it. like, I mean, you ask her, and she's she says, I work at Target. I, work at Target. <laughs> I mean, she does for all intents and purposes. She's she any does. help at Target. She's yeah. more of a distraction at Target. But that's <laughs> okay. Tag and you have the uniform. <laughs> That's just so cute. Some people would see that as like, oh, these these people come in here and look at stuff all day, you know, and it's like. Okay. It's, you know, they're just, they're just killing time, you mm-hmm. know, which, you know, that, that happens, but it's cool that they like, oh, <laughs> they let's embrace decide, it. yeah, we're going to yeah. embrace it. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a part of our lives too. That's right. just such yeah. a cute story. <laughs> it is. And she is, I mean, she's so social. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a big part of it. Oh, but sure. Obviously I'm a social person. Um, I used to be a nanny and I mm-hmm. always knew all of the the cashiers and clerks at every store we yeah. frequented because sure. that was something I did for them too. Mm-hmm. I can remember one of the ne- the kids I nannied for her mom or his mom texted me a couple weeks after I left and, and he had told her that 
he missed Costco and Target. <laughs> and I was like, he doesn't miss me, but he misses uh, Costco and Target. He used to meet our photos in Costco, too. It's really cool. You guys have to check out all our photos. So we like to dig in a little deeper mm-hmm. on Selling Breakers. We talk about, um, so do you ever get, and I've been wanting, wanting to talk to you about this more, mm-hmm. and, and she said she's okay talking about it. Do you ever get people... Um, asking you if like your kids are adopted or if you're not their mom or you know, they look different from you. I don't think that happens. I mean, I think probably people think it. Mm-hmm. Nobody has yeah. ever outwardly like said it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, you know, the, the whole race thing, when I was growing up in my family, I mean, I was raised by a couple of hippies and <laughs> we love everyone yeah, sure. and uh, make love, not war. I mean, it, we are, we were as liberal as you could get when it came to the world and it was all about love. Um, mm-hmm. and so I never really saw anything and I can, I was just talking to my aunt about it the other day about, um, she, she and I had a conversation when I was younger. I, I was always attracted to men with darker skin. Mm-hmm. I never thought that there was anything different or wrong yeah, with that. Sure. Um, and she had said a long time ago, she was like, don't, but not in a judgmental way, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but more of the, you know, life is a lot harder Yeah, sure. for people of other races. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't see it. And I told her she was sure. crazy. Sure. <laughs> um, and I, mm-hmm. I was ignorant. I was completely ignorant. It was yeah. my white privilege. Right. And I, and I was, yeah. I was raised in this family that was so yeah. sheltered uh-huh. that I didn't mm-hmm. see a difference. Sure. So nobody else would see a difference, right. obviously. Right. Racism doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it wasn't until I had kids of my own that it like just was a slap in the face. It was like, Oh my gosh, this is serious. And Mm -hmm. I have to be so knowledgeable about how to talk to them about those things, because that's something that, that I'll never relate to completely. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's really hard as a mom to have something that's so starkly different. And you know, it was hard with Liam um, but it, I think it got even harder with Frankie that yeah. I'm like, it's even more important that I raise this young woman who is extremely self-confident, mm-hmm. self-aware, um, because she's got two things going against her now. Yeah. Because once I went into the corporate world, mm-hmm. I saw some major ugliness just being yeah. judged of being a, yeah, a woman. Sure. And um, so now she's not just a woman, but she's a woman that is a minority. Mm-hmm. And I have to, I have to just be conscious of that all of the time. So from things like just today, she said, mom, I love your hair. I wish I could have your hair. And I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. Francesca Rose, your hair is the most beautiful hair. <laughs> yes. I would kill for your hair girl. Right. And I talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I let her, I don't, put her hair up every day. I make sure that we do lots of natural days because I want her to embrace her big hair. And Mm -hmm. she, she loves her big hair. Sure. Um, because I think that's really important. Just having that sense of self-worth in all aspects. I mean, society is going to tell her something different at some point. So I need to instill this confidence in her from a very young age. And it's just so much pressure to do all of those things. Um, and I think it wouldn't be as much pressure if if she were a white child just like me, and I wouldn't I wouldn't right. know any different. Right. Um, not to say I would change any of that, but mm-hmm. um, it's just the challenges of, yeah. of raising a different. I mean, 
a different race yeah. <laughs> entirely because yeah. no, they're not sure. the same as me. Sure. Well, and they see it. It's interesting yeah, it. because yeah. I was just thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about how when I was growing up in a very white town, like there was mm-hmm. like one or two black families, maybe a few Hispanic families. I mean, we were very white, yeah, up in McPherson, Kansas. And I remember conversations and there was those conversations among adults in our lives um, about like the, and it was, it was kind of a joking thing. It was definitely racist, but at the time, but it was, it was kind of that thing about, you know, your daughter bringing a black man home. Mm-hmm. Like that was like mm-hmm. the, yeah. Oh my God, mm-hmm. Like what would you do? And I remember adults in our lives having those conversations. Yes. And then I remember very specifically our neighbor across the street, his daughter went off to KU, started dating a black man who's a basketball player and brought him home. And like the whole street, you know, was like talking about this. <laughs> yeah. And it was this experience as a high schooler myself, like watching that kind mm-hmm. of play out. And I just very vividly remember, you know, everybody was just amazed at how well Leon and Grace, you know, kind of took this, you know, issue that came upon them or whatever. (laughs) And it was, it was interesting because like I said, it it was racist, but it wasn't like hateful racist. It was just more kind of the conversation too of like, oh my gosh, you know, that's just going to be so hard for them. Yeah. And that feeling of how difficult things are going to be for your child because yeah. of that. And right. so, th- you know, th- those conversations, like I said, and so I think about it a lot now because now I'm raising children and they're not of a different race, but my oldest, um, you know, is struggling a lot with sexuality mm-hmm. and gender mm-hmm. and those things. And it's one of those things that I um, have these feelings sometimes where I'm like, I don't want life to be hard for you. Right. And so that's where... Right. The difficulty comes in right. is that it's not that I'm ashamed or yeah, have no. anything against, but it's just that struggle right. of dealing with that. I just don't want life to be harder for you than, you than know, and, and you know that, that there are people yeah, accepting yeah, in the world, but you also hear these horror yes. stories about violence and other things that happen to, and so th- that's where, you know, it really mm-hmm. kind of um, hits you kind of <laughs> right in the gut right. is you're like, I want my child to be who they are and express themselves and, and things, but I also want them to be safe and right. happy. Right. And so. Of course. Yeah. And it's very, mm-hmm. very much similar to mm-hmm. that because I mean, honestly, I didn't even see those things. As a correlation, in my family, Mm -hmm. we are very much, obviously, you know, we love everyone, but, um, I also, we, I was raised with two lesbian aunts. Mm -hmm. So, um, that the, I, everyone can love everyone and it was never a big deal for for me there either. But I did grow up understanding that that life would be so much harder. Yeah. And I, I got that. I understood that. And maybe because I was more. Be sure to follow Sailing Breakers on Facebook and Instagram at Sailing Breakers ICT. You can also find our website at SailingBreakersICT.com. Also, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye! Bye.